I said I always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm Yo, 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 yo. We are back once again. It's another Shot Callers edition uh, with my boy. Odellis, Ferellis, Moncellus, Metellus, Officiously, Oliciously, Hayes, as the name continues to grow. Hey, today you can just call me Hoodie Hayes. <laughs> he got the hoodie on. He's rocking his hoodie mellow. He's excited about uh, what we got, some topics coming up this week he's super excited about. Um, guys, we're going to do a little house cleaning and a little housekeeping here. House cleaning. Oh, House cleaning and housekeeping. Number one, five-star reviews. We love them. We need them. Give them to us. Give us a listen. We love to hear your feedback. Uh, we were getting some feedback on the Instagram and some of the posts that we've been putting on there. Uh, it's at 48 Minutes NTWRK on the Instagram and the Twitter. Hit us up. Hello, we have, hello. We have good stuff on there, like Good Night, Bad Night. Uh, we have stuff on there. Uh, Producer Tim, you know, he's been at Xavier, UC, all week covering games. Uh, Taylor and Sean Mackey have been covering NKU games. Uh, we have all your local uh, college basketball coverage. Um, if you guys are interested in college basketball, this is the place to be. At Large Big Guys do an amazing job of covering that. Uh, our other flagship show, the 48 Minutes guys with Tim and Sean, they also cover the other end of the basketball week as the Shot College crew cover topics uh, dropping on Monday. Um, we're going to also have... Uh, some things coming up here with a new little kind of twist to what we're going to do here. We're going to start a little show uh, called The List. And, and it's going to be uh, just a list of our favorite teams, uh, favorite guys on that team, just different things that we're going to do. Uh, we're going to try to drop that next week um, just so you guys are aware of it. So just be on the lookout for that. Ben, yeah, also no. give me a rule. Um, I can only make so many Chris Jericho references during the list. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I, I don't want you guys yelling at us or, or cussing us out because, like, <laughs> Like like my brother Ben said, this is this is our list of our favorite players. Some list will be, you know, we'll try to rank mm-hmm. some players where we feel they're fit. But some of these, especially when we get like near and dear to our heart, when we start talking about the Bulls and the Pacers, mm-hmm. uh, those teams like that, you know, there's going to be some bias. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm really looking forward. The first episode we're going to drop is going to be our top ten Bulls. Uh, since we have three resident Bull fans on our staff, <laughs> we figured we'd start there. Uh, I'm going to join in on that, uh, give my list, uh, even though they've broken my heart time and time and time again as being a Pacer fan. I will say um, the 98 Eastern Conference Finals might be one of my favorite yes. playoff series of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Reggie Was. Miller hits the shot in Game yep, 6. Yep. Like, and goes dancing around, pushes MJ. I mean, it's that's one of my all-time favorites. It was. It was. You can't push MJ. It's, it's like it's like poking a bull. You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally poking a bull. Um, and then he just came horns blazed and, and, and torched us. But, I appreciated uh, those puns. That was really good. You like that? Yeah. You like that? So, yeah. yeah so, 
Um, so yeah, guys. So we've got some cool stuff coming up um, over Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll also be around. Look out for some videos from us. We're going to drop some videos, um, just giving kind of some insights and updates on our Thanksgiving week. Um, we'll be spending time with family and friends uh, during that week, but we are going to have videos posted. Uh, we're going to give updates on the NBA. All of us are going to be doing a little live shots uh, of what we're doing, spending time with our family. But we're also going to the NBA doesn't stop. We don't stop either. So. We'll be posting stuff. We'll, it'll still be there. Sorry, man. I don't want you to. I don't want you to get, <laughs> my flash man, goes I'm off. I'm at so many college basketball games now. When I see lights flashing from phones, yeah, I'm I bet like, you. Yeah, I bet you. I bet, yeah, I bet it gets you going crazy. So, but yeah, so that's you know that's what we got going on here in the next couple of weeks during the holidays. Uh, actually, producer Tim leaves Wednesday for the Charleston Classic. Uh, he's super excited about that. Uh, he's got shoes and clothes kind of all over the place getting ready to pack because <laughs> literally he's not, he's been in his house literally 45 minutes this week. Yeah. <laughs> just enough to take five cat naps so he can get up, go to his actual job, and then try to cover basketball at night. So uh, he's been on the run, but it's been great stuff. He's been covering UC and Xavier all week. Yeah, he's been so busy that I had um, – club box seats to the Pacers and game and we go. couldn't even go. I know. I was heartbroken. I couldn't go either. I had I was so my, my son played that night. You were covering basketball. Um but we'll we'll definitely get a good game though. That was Xavier Missouri. That I know. game was, it really, was good. really good. Yeah. It was really good. Um, but once again, we'll we'll try to uh, we'll try to get up there to that Pacers game because you know no doubt that, that'll be a lot of fun for us to to be up there and hang. I wanted out, to go so. last night because the Bucks were there, so I yeah. could see my good friend Pat Connaughton. Oh yeah, absolutely! Shout out Planet Pat Five on Twitter. Dunk contest. Yeah, he needs to be in a dunk contest. Stop tripping, Pat. You know Come on, you need Pat. To be. <laughs> you know you need to be on there. White man can jump. They can, and he can soar. If you've ever seen him, if you've had the opportunity to see him uh, throw down in-game dunks or uh, uh, pre-game dunks, man, he he really him and Tom Chambers. Yep, (laughs) (laughs) that's what's up. Uh, So, uh, without uh, any further ado, producer Tim, give us topic number one, guys. Last night, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard had their first game playing together for the Clippers. And we got our first glimpse of what this team could really be when they assaulted, manslaughtered, (laughs) destroyed, blew up, beat up, punched in the mouth, whatever metaphor you want to use to the Hawks. What did you guys think of the first glimpse of the PG Kawhi combo? Man, man. 150. 150 points. Yes. Um, 49 point win. I tell you what. Paul George played 23 minutes and had 39 points? 20. Yeah. Ooh. I tell you what. I got to get better at posting on Twitter. Um, I I do Instagram well. I do Facebook well. For some reason, I've never been a Twitter guy. But as as much as I like to throw things out there really quick, I definitely need to make sure I get my Twitter game up. Especially Uh, on this network. Yes. Uh, But I tell you what. Last night, after after I got to watch, I watched a little bit of that game. And I... Paul George looks like he was never hurt. I know. No, he looks. Um, he looks fresh. You guys ever remember the show, The Six Million Dollar Man? Mm-hmm. I feel like they took and put some bionic shoulders on this dude, and like his 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 game is like super smooth right now. It's like butter. Yeah. Um. He's only played two games, and both games he's came back and absolutely annihilated it. And I put I put last night on. Um, on one of the uh, Instagram, I think it was Instagram or maybe Facebook. I was like, man, the Lakers don't want this smoke. Oh, yeah. And somebody started posting back like, yeah, you're right. You're crazy. I was like, do you guys don't remember the first game of the season when the Clips beat the Lakers by 
uh, 10. 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there was no Paul George in that game. And I was like, I don't care if you bring Kuzma, Rondo, you guys want to bring Kareem back out of retirement. I'm like, <laughs> that is a whole different squad when they when you get PG-13 out there. Defensively across the floor, I don't know if we've ever seen anything like it since the Bulls. I mean, they're, they're, they are able to guard at every single position on the floor. And we're talking like first team all defenders. Yeah. So it's going to be really crazy to watch that team. And for them to put up 150 points, which tells the amount of possessions they had on the floor and hold a team to 100, that is nuts. Yeah. I Absolutely mean, nuts. And like you crazy. said, Producer Tim, first game that him and Kawhi have played together. Now, I'm sure Paul George is going to get some load management games here and there somewhere. Kawhi will too. And Kawhi, Kawhi is apparently going to have the most load management games I've ever seen in a season. Um, he's already taken like two, and they've only, <laughs> they've only played a, like ten or eleven. Yeah, games. ten games. Uh, so if we're going to, if he's going to be out every two two games per ten, I mean, you know, plus you know the the games where he's hurt, we're looking at another sixty game season that he plays if if he keeps on this pace. But I think they keep those two guys rested come playoff time. It's uh, mm-hmm. them and the Lakers. That's going to be a six seven game series. I cannot wait for yeah. it. Um, I. The load management thing is, is we've had that discussion before, so we, I won't go into it. Um, but I think there's some methods to the madness of all that. Um, I don't think NBA guys, I don't think they really care about where they place in the regular season. I really no. don't. I think um, they want home court. They want home court, and that's all they care about. So, I mean, I, I don't think that them guys going out and playing all 82 games is a big deal to them. Well, so you said that home court. So if you don't finish in the top two, so let's say you're the four team. mm -hmm. So you have home court the first round. Right. You don't have home court the second round. Unless there's a number I'm sorry, the finals. You don't have home court in the finals if you have to play the number one seed. So isn't that number one seed still kind of relevant? Especially – in the Western Conference, where teams one through eight can beat you on a nightly basis, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's a fair. And take. you could, that's good point. and you could, and you could possibly not have home court through the finals, the, which right. is what happened to Golden State last year. And no, what happened to them is they were shorthanded. Yeah, because those dudes healthy, they don't lose to the Raptors. No. You know, I'm I'm one person that I I would never. I'm not a biased person, but like I, I can't use shorthanded as an excuse because. Pretty sure LeBron was shorthanded a couple times in, in the finals where he didn't have no help and and he lost and he lost yeah and he didn't use that as an excuse. Hold he on, just, hold on. Are you defending LeBron James on this show I think right I now? I am. <laughs> hold on. Who are you? First off, I think I am. I'm around you uh, right. once a week. Yeah, I talk to you daily. Yeah, and you weren't even impressed by his dunk against the Kings, which was awesome. And now you're like, you know, he was short, he was shorthanded, but he didn't say anything. Yeah. Well, I, I think that when teams know like how much talent they have and how good they can be, um, I think that there's some kind of, of, of method to the madness on what they're trying to do during the regular season. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, having Kawhi play in 20 less games, I think that they're okay. Even if they can alternate them and say yeah. Paul George plays one, Kawhi sits out. They play it together. Now, towards the end of the season, they're going to have to start playing together just so they can get a rhythm with one another. But 
in we're in November. Like I think they already have a rhythm. After it better one. not. Happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it better not happen when they come to the Pacers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. you, hey, you ain't lying. If they, they, <laughs> hey, Kawhi, Paul George. I'm telling you right now. If, if we go to a Pacers game and you guys ain't playing, you're gonna have a problem. Paul George we're, we're better play in Indy. Yeah, he's got he, to. He has to. He has to. You know, that's 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 his home, man. We yeah, do you, you actually know, want to see that, Ben? Do you see those two on the court in Indy? As no, because it's heartbreaking. Because we could have had them both. <laughs> And everybody reminds me of that. And they even remind me of that. Because every time they're interviewed, they say, oh, well, we wanted to play together in Indianapolis. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? I don't even know how that happened. I don't know, man. Like, it, You know, for how, how great of a front office man Kevin Pritchard is. Yeah. He, that's like he, his one. Like, one thing where Which he, don't get me wrong. Like, George Hill was really good yeah, for George, those teams. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, yeah, hindsight, later years. 2020, is, yeah. yeah. He, you could have set your franchise up for the next fifteen years. Just yeah, you probably didn't just know locking that, up those two guys. What was, what was the actual deal in place for that? George Hill for Kawhi, for Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, and I think there was another person in there. there was. was it Tiago Splitter? Uh, it might be Splitter. Yep, it could have been Splitter. I believe. Woof. Yeah. So we gave him Kawhi for George Hill and Tiago. Isn't that Splitter. crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. It, it, <sighs> I, I, I mean, honestly, who knew? Yeah, right, right. right. Who knew? It's a first round guy, you know. Yeah, like, mean, it's it's all hindsight. I mean, stuff. I I'll be honest. You know, I cover college basketball. I barely remember quite San Diego yeah. State. I remember the San Diego State versus Fresno For, State yeah, game. I remember the infamous that. Paul George versus Kawhi yep. Leonard game. But yep. that's really all I remember. That's all, yeah, I don't remember much from Kawhi in college. I'm telling you, man, West Coast needs to get some more airplay. Yeah. yeah, they do. They do. Last it's, night, USC and Nevada played. That was a pretty decent. Yeah, game. good game. Um, but go, going back to Paul George really quick before we switch topics, two game sample. I mean, it's 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 two as games. As small as it gets. Gosh, he's he has just looked. But on healthy. top of how good he was yeah. last year. Yeah, and, and going in now, he's just looked efficient. He looks healthy. A guy in both games has shot over fifty four percent. He shot sixty in the first game, fifty four in the second. He has not missed a free throw. He shot ten free throws. Last night, 11 in the first game. He is 21 for 21 free throws. Damn. I mean, guys just look good, man. I And like you said, going back to last year, how he finished, um, his body of work he put together last year being an MVP candidate. I really, truly believe why you're saying that. Um, and there might be some people out there. That I think Russell Westbrook actually cost him the MVP last year. I agree, I with, agree that with that because I think the year before – Chris Paul won James Harden the MVP. Uh, yeah. And I think last year, Russell Westbrook cost Paul George the MVP. I agree. There was that. a stretch of the season last year where he was actually my he was the runner MVP. of the MVP. Yeah. Dude, we like – it's so funny. We talk about this a lot. Uh, last year on Shot Collars, Kyle and I had a discussion of, is Paul George better than Kawhi at being Kawhi? Yeah. For a stretch there. Now we're like, oh. I think, I think Paul George is a better basketball player than Kawhi. I do too. I did too. All around. Yeah. Um, Kawhi. But Kawhi's just the clamps, man. The yeah. clamps are just something. Kawhi has a better understanding of when to turn it on and turn it off. Yes. Um, in a sense of like, I hear the Jordan comparison all the time. And I see why people say that. Like, why they compare him to Jordan. Like, his mindset. Like, he's... He that guy like for real has ice in his veins. Like it's yeah. like you cannot rattle him. Yeah, agree. And he's and he's able to. And truth be told, I think he was really hurt last year in the finals. Like I think there was really something wrong with him. Oh, yeah, no and there's still so. But he's got that thing where he can turn that off and and just play. You know what I mean? And just play through pain, play through injury, and still be the guy. So, um, but yeah, those two together. 
it's going to be a problem. It's yeah. going to be a real problem. It's going to be fun. It will be fun. Yeah, that Lakers Clippers series is going to be great. Yeah, we got three more games with them before the playoffs. Yeah, and it's Christmas. It's Martin Luther King Day. Ooh, so like they're going to be the spotlight. Be this, yep, absolutely. If they can only just play like four o'clock their time for our right. on the East Coast. <laughs> NBA, for the East Coast you're smart man. You are so smart. Yeah, put them put them on the four o'clock games. Yeah, so no Celtics that. Lakers big time like holiday games this year. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Um, and both teams are playing really well. Yeah. Like these, these two, the, the Celtics and the Lakers are playing as well as they've have been the last couple of years. So shout out Jalen Brown. There you go. Get that money. Get that money. <laughs> Here we go. Producer Tim, give us topic number two. Carmelo Anthony is back in the NBA with the Portland Trailblazers on a non-guaranteed contract. Yeah. Hey, just to let y'all know. I got my Blazers hoodie on yeah. right now. So this is the most controversial topic. I think basically in the NBA of should Carmelo Anthony still be on a roster? What can he contribute? He's been down for four or five years. What do you guys think? Man, I'll tell you this. It's difficult for me to say that Melo shouldn't get an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when you look around some of the dudes that are on teams. Right. When you see some of the rosters of the guys that are on teams, uh, it's hard for me to say Melo doesn't deserve a shot. Um, if he can come in and be humble, mellow, and play his role, and know that Lillard is the one, McCullum is the two. There's some other guys in front of you that are going to get minutes and points, and you just need to be the guy that comes off and plays 15, 20 minutes a game, get a couple shots up, try to play some defense. I mean, we know that's not a strong point, but just play your role. Don't come in and feel like, oh, well, I got to be mellow from 10 years ago. Because if you do that, you're going to find yourself where you found yourself in Houston, on the bench, and then cut. So if he comes in and just does what he does, hit some big-time shots, hit some shots when they need him. He's a, I mean, the guy is a fairly decent three-point shooter. Offensively, he can still get it. He can still get buckets. Offensively, he can still get buckets. Like we said, he's going to be a liability on defense. We, we know that. But... He can give you 12 to 15 points off the bench. He can also give you a big game. You know he's going to have one of those mellow games where he scores 28 and he hits, you know, six to, six to eight three-pointers and he gets super hot. He's going to have one of those in him. So if he can just – yeah, right. You know, yeah, you already know. So uh, he's going to give you some of those. If he is just comfortable with that role and just plays that role – then it shouldn't be an issue. He's going into a team that's already established. They have a winning culture. They have guys that are leaders. And Melo just needs to come in and say, all right, what do I need to do? I just want to fit in. Tell me what my role is. If I'm coming off the bench, great. I don't need to be a starter. If he comes in and he does that, like he says he's going to do, he said all the right things. Even in the interview last year when he was talking about, man, I don't need to be a starter. These guys are putting that stuff out there, and they're going to put me in a bad light. Now, this is your shot. You've waited a year to get this shot. Don't blow it. Be the person that you're supposed to be, that they need you to be, and everything will fall in place. Because he still can get buckets. You can't tell, I mean, you can't tell me that there are, you know, if you look down a roster of NBA guys, you can't tell me that there's too many guys that are 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th man guys on a roster that are better than Melo. I agree. So, I agree. If he just comes in and does what he's supposed to do, and they do, and he plays his role, shouldn't be an issue. All right. <clears throat> 
Let me take my hoodie off. <laughs> he, no, no. Literally. I'm going to take a picture right now, and I'm going to take a picture and post this on our socials. He literally is Hoodie Hayes. Now you guys, you guys think that we're joking, and I and but I. This dude is sitting in here with his hoodie up. What my he tra- walked in with sunglasses on. I mean, he for real was like, "Let's go, we're hoodie time." He with looked my, like he was my, the hungover one <laughs> with my blazers colors on. With the yeah, and he's got blazers color. He's ready to go. I have the gray hoodie of that. I love that short so, hoodie. So, I've from day one that I ever knew who Carmelo Anthony was. So we're talking coming out of high school at Oak Hills. I have Carmelo's Oak Hills. High school jersey hanging in my closet. That's fire. Uh, yes. Well, it's hanging in my son's closet right now. He has quite the collection. I gotta, ben, hit, I gotta hit up your joint. Ben can time. tell you at the Super Bowl, I wore this at a party. Oh yeah. Like I, I've had it for years. Yeah. So I've been a Mellow fan before I can remember. Mellow goes down to me as one of the all-time top ten freshman players to ever walk through college basketball. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, no doubt about it. Took his team and won a national championship. He is one of the all-time great scorers in NBA history. Mm-hmm. But that's where his legend stops. Right. He was always all offense. He was always all me first. He was always no defense. So he had some fantastic years where I thought that he could carry a team. Mm-hmm. To a championship. He had a good run when he had Iverson with him out yeah. in Denver. Um, people, he, mess, people talk bad about that Amari Stoudemire Carmelo run. They were two or three years there. They were really good. Oh, well, I was about to say. Yeah. They had a good run when it was him and Amari. Um, there are some things that I have think have happened in his career that have went against him that I don't necessarily think is his fault, um, which makes him look like a selfish guy. And I really don't think that he's a – I think he really wants to win. I think he's a guy that wants to win. Other than winning that championship in college, I mean, he's made it to the Eastern Conference Finals once maybe. Western. Or the Western. I'm sorry, when he was with Denver. They, yeah. Well, that's it. They played the Lakers. They, yeah, they played the – and other than that, that's I keep saying guy. Eastern Conference because I keep thinking Knicks, you know. But, you know, I don't know if people really realize how good he was when he was in Denver at all. And then you had that OKC – whatever you want to call that. Playing the stretch five, basically. Yeah. And then, you know, the debacle in Houston. And you look at it, and you're like, everybody's like, he's washed up. So, my take on it is, Mello has to learn that after a certain period of time, like, it's not that your skills diminish, because I still think he's as skilled as he ever was. But Father Time tells you, like, hey, man, it's time to, take a, a backseat, it's time to slow up a little bit. And he didn't want to do that. He wasn't ready for it. Yeah. So he didn't want to take on the responsibility of saying like, hey, man, it's not that we don't think you're a starter, but we don't think you're the guy anymore. You know, you need to take backseat to Porzingis. You need to take a backseat to Harden and West. You know, you need to take a backseat to whoever you're playing with. Um, and he didn't want to do that. Yeah. So which caused teams to be scared of him. To say we don't want to put this guy on a roster because we feel like he's going to cause chaos and animosity with him wanting to be the guy. Now, going to the Blazers, I really think this was a panic pick. This was a panic pickup because up until last night, they were 4-8. and eight. 
they were searching for something to get themselves going. Um, and they were like, okay, we need somebody to help us. Now, I hope there was conversation that said, Mello, look, you are not going to start on this team. We're going to bring you off the bench. You might be a second option on the second team. Are you okay with that? And if he says yes, he's probably going to go in. I didn't look to see what the contract was. It's not guaranteed. Um, it's like the Dwight Howard Laker contract. Okay. Yeah. So, so it, it's it's low risk, high reward. Yeah. So if he goes in and he balls out, maybe he finishes this year out with the Blazers and he actually gets himself a deal for another team. But there are so many more teams that I think that could have used his service that were actually that I think are going to be in in position to make a run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much this guy is going to help the Blazers, especially when I think that what he is right now is a lower tiered version, and I hate to even say this is Rodney Hood. I think he basically plays the same position as Rodney Hood. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Rodney Hood could average twenty points per game in the NBA. I think he's that good. He's the, he can get to the basket, he can get a shot off. Um, the problem with Rodney Hood is again he's on a team where he's the third option, sometimes fourth option. So like he's not going to get as many touches as CJ, and he's not going to get as many touches as Lillard. So Anthony Simons is on that team. Yeah, Simons, um, your boy Whitehead, who put up twenty-one and twelve yesterday, or Wait, Whiteside. Waiting for Nas Little. Waiting for Nas Little. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to happen soon. Uh, yeah, it, it will. But Mel's going to be like, "Here's the deal: you shoot every time you touch the ball." Right. Look, look. I got, I got the trick. Don't ever pass that ball. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm intrigued to see how this is going to work. Yeah. Again, I don't, I don't see the fit. I think the Blazers actually already have a pretty talented young group of guys together. Yeah. And I would have rather seen him honestly go to somebody like Golden State even. Like, Golden State could have used Carmelo more than any, than, than the Blazers could have. Uh, even going going to be a bench guy on the Clippers or going to be – Brooklyn was like – Brooklyn. I was, yeah. Brooklyn was actually yeah. the team I was thinking of that was like, okay, KD's down, Kyrie's in and out. You're a New Yorker. You're a New Yorker. Like, go play for that team. Ooh, could you imagine him going back to the garden and playing? Yeah. And lighting them up. Ooh. Lighting them up. Ooh. But that's my take on it. I really hope it works out for him. I don't think that he was done in the league. I do think that sometimes, um, even more so, and I don't want to get into the political side of all this, I even think that it got to the point where this was very similar to the the Kaepernick saga in the NBA where like teams were like plotting against not him getting on a roster because of that angle. I agree with some things that have happened in the past. I could, I could definitely see that. Hey, OP. They want me to come off the bench. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Yeah. So, uh, Carmelo, man, I, I uh, for your sake, I hope you you are able to have that one little last run because he deserves it, man. I mean, the guy's he's a, he's hall, a hall of famer. famer. He is. He's, he's like a Josh legend. Said. Hey, can I please yeah. see the mellow that's in the videos working out in the summertime, yeah. hitting thirty six jump Absolutely. shots in a row? I, I would love that. on going to the Rucker and going to the Rucker. Rutten. I yeah. I Where's that guy? <laughs> yeah, I I'm. I oh, think Mello's he can age, do that. 35, 35. 36. Yeah, he's a year. I think he's a year older than older LeBron. Than LeBron. Yeah. 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 If LeBron's dunking on cats in year seventeen, Melo can still play in the league. Yeah. Whoa. But LeBron is That's a, a whole different athlete. Yeah, I was gonna say LeBron is <laughs> yeah. he's a freak. Hey man, Melo's slimmed up, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss I, I one more quick thing before we move to the next topic. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, like we talk about these teams that were like super underrated. 
That Nuggets team was so cold. Oh, J.R. Smith, Allen Iverson, yep. Chauncey Billups, J- uh, Kenyon, Kenyon Martin, Martin. Yep. Nene. There was a yeah. reason they were in the finals. I yeah, mean, they, they were sick. Ran, they just ran into a roadblock that was the Lakers. That was yeah. Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol, yeah. Yep, yep. Gosh, that team was good. Yeah. That Nuggets team was real good. They're uh they're a classic team on two. If, if I don't they if I can't be. recall that series was actually good. It was a good the series. Series it was a really good series. I think it was six, but it was like yeah, it but was it was a good it, all six. games were tight. Yeah. Wow. Are you awesome. ready? Yes, sir. Producer Tim, topic number three, sir. Austin Rivers got his dad TV ejected <laughs> from the game. <laughs> That's it. That's the topic. Oh, dude, this is the, <laughs> the greatest AAU moment of all time. What what son has not been hearing their dad scream? Shoot the ball, boy! Get up in there. Hey, play some defense. I bet there's every kid that's heard their dad screaming in the stands be like, look, if you don't shut up, I'm going to have him throw you out. I wish I could have him throw you out. And then Austin Rivers hey. gets this moment. He's like, I got my dad thrown out of the game. The best part is he's like doing the technical side. Yes. Hey, I told I told producer Tim, I was like, I think you guys would be impressed. I would really want you guys to hear my son talk NBA. I mean, it's all he ever does. Yeah. That's all he. Let's get mic. We had this conversation the the, the, the morning after it happened, <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Dad, yo, did you see Austin Rivers get his dad teed oh, up?" Man. And I was like, "Yes." I thought that was pretty hilarious. He was, and I was like, "What would you do if I was coaching on the other side?" And I was yelling at the refs. I was like, would you get me teed up? He's like, I'd never do that. I was like, you're a damn liar. Right? <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> That's funny. Because we both have coached our kids. We already know. If I was coaching on the other side, I know for sure my son would be like, man, throw him out. What are y'all doing? Throw him out. I know He's my been yelling at me all game. He's me all game. Throw him out of here. Oh, there's not a question in my mind. Both our kids will have us thrown out. There's not a question in our mind. But to get that opportunity on the biggest stage of them all in the NBA, and he's see him and everybody's got the memes like man that thanksgiving dinner gonna be fire <laughs> <what> say. <laughs> the tweets the tweets that came along with that man were so funny oh my god oh my goodness um, oh i mean bad. just just hilarious uh, and the funny part about it is all is that everybody picked up on it like oh my god he's really trying to get his dad thrown <laughs> out like what are you doing yeah it wasn't like oh it's just another player i was like no oh, that's your father that's what you get for trading me pop <laughs> right you want to trade me you had me and traded me you get out of here <laughs> i mean he, oh my gosh bro it's so hilarious that's that's gotta be one of the funniest things ever dude that, that, that was i hilarious. thought of you two because you got your aau dads oh yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah it's and that's what i said if if there were ever a time when I was up in the stands and my son was playing and I'm like, I could just see him look at me like, man, I wish they would just throw you out of the gym. Like, I, 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 or when you're coaching him, like I know when I used to coach my son, like I, I can only imagine if I coached on the other side and he was like, oh yeah, he's got to go. <laughs> throw him out. I, we can't have that. And he would. I he, he would never say that. Like, like Josh's kid would never say that. He'd be like, oh no, no, no. I would never, no. Our kids, our kids are pretty competitive, and if we're going against one another, he would, yeah, he would definitely try to get me thrown out of a game, no doubt about it, <laughs> uh, it. without without question. So to see that, to see that moment, um, was just hilarious. I mean, it was, and you want to say it's all in good fun, but like, <laughs> like Doc Rivers was pretty pissed off. Like he was, 
he was pretty pissed off about it. So I can imagine what the next uh, family function is going to look hey, like. And I tell you what, <laughs> I tell you what, it, Doc Rivers was so mad and that was so funny. I don't even remember why he was upset no. to begin with. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I, 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 I had to go back and look at what happened. But he was fired up, and I don't even remember what he was fired up about, but it was just so funny to see Austin Rivers in the background, like, oh, yeah, team up. So I'm like, I'm like man, like, <laughs> I, I could, I don't know. That's just, that's just a crazy, crazy moment, like, where you're just sitting there looking at that, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, he's really trying to get his dad thrown out of the game. Yeah, we don't it? get this in, like, baseball. We don't no. have, like, Aaron Boone getting Bob Boone thrown Bob out of the game, Boone. you know, like. <laughs> We don't have no the buddy the bells buddy bell trying to get you know his kids to throw it out but that's up there with like the best like I, I that would be an episode sometimes we do the best father son basketball moments of all time because oh, last yeah. year Buddy Beheim played for Syracuse yeah and literally who his father is Jim yeah. Beheim who has been at Syracuse our oh yeah our whole I lives mean, our whole lives yeah they spelled Buddy Beheim's name wrong on the jersey oh my god like. I remember that. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, that. That's I think this crazy. moment's better. But. No, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy. How do you do that? Yeah. Good old. That, that's not. Yeah. That'd be like if if uh, little Calipari was stuck in Tucky and you spelled Calipari wrong. Yeah. Like that's to a larger extent because Jim Beheim's been there for forty years. I was gonna years. say Jim Jim Beheim is Syracuse yeah. basketball like. That's the first thing you think of with Syracuse is Jim Beheim. Yeah, so exactly. For you to turn around and hey, have, have one of the one of the one of the tweets that I saw that I was cracking up on, you know, as you talked about when uh, Austin uh, tweeted that Thanksgiving was going to be weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody put on there it was like Austin Rivers says, "Hey man, remember when I got you kicked out of that game in Houston?" And then it said Doc Rivers said, "Yeah, remember when I traded you to Washington?" <laughs> <laughs> Which, if I if I'm not mistaken, was from Marcin Gortat. Yeah, uh, I think Austin Rivers is the first guy ever in the NBA to play for his dad on a team. I think you're right. Um, I, I was gonna say I'd I have to look it up, but yeah. I think you're also right. I've read a lot of stuff that like him and his dad aren't really all that close. Um, uh, yeah, there have been reports. I, I've, I remember seeing that where they, where those guys like they're cordial, but they're not like it ain't like lovey dovey father son. Like, right, it, it's kind of. Um, and, it, and it all goes back to, of course, Doc Rivers has been in the NBA. He's been coaching the NBA. As well. Like, it's got to be tough for those guys because you, you miss a ton of moments. You know, yeah. his first varsity point, uh, you know, homecoming dances, proms. Like, he, he misses all that stuff. So, for you to kind of develop that relationship, it gets tough. And on top of that, too, there's got to be there's got to be a little bit of pressure being a, a former NBA player having a son that has the opportunity to play in the NBA, um, that pressure's got to be a little weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, you're trying to push him, yet you still got to be dad. But it, it's – I don't know. I don't know no, how I that feel like Doc. I feel like Doc went, like, straight from playing in the NBA, like, retired and started coaching the next day. Like, yeah. it, it, it literally feels like that. If yeah. you go back – so, I was, I was texting you guys about this the other day. Um, so, I've been listening to a book of basketball, Bill Simmons' mm-hmm. new pod. About like just like different like history moments. They did a thing where they went back and they watched the O four finals from the Lakers and the Pistons. Mm. Doc Rivers is a commentator in that game. Like he does he's the he's the analyst. Mm-hmm. His commentary is incredible. Yeah. He is like super good at yeah. it. Like it's him and Al Michaels. Oh yeah. And it's like yeah. really good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Doc's worn a many of hats. Yeah, Doc's worn a many of hats. Um and he's 
he's you know been a he's always been involved with the NBA. So you know that kind of you know you got that kind of aspect and relationship. You just don't know what it is, but you know it it, it is what it is. It was a funny moment. It was a lot of fun, and, hey. and those kids they, they had fun with it. Um, you know, Doc in hindsight, I mean, I think probably laughed at it a little bit seeing his kid trying to get him thrown. You ever notice that Doc Rivers sounds like the Black Phil Jackson? <laughs> Dude, did, speaking of talking about another Bill Simmons pod, did you hear his story, uh, Matt Damon's story he told about the 08 finals? No. So Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg, as you know, they're big Boston guys. Absolutely. They're, you know, so they're at, they're in LA for game six mm-hmm. and they're sitting courtside and they're right next to the Lakers bench. At one point, like the Lakers, like have this big comeback in the third quarter, where like Paul Pierce is going crazy. Yeah. Um. And Phil calls a timeout, and like Matt David and Mark Wahlberg are like fired up because you know they're Celtic fans. And apparently, Phil Jackson looks at him and goes, "Shut the fuck up and sit down." Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my! It probably God. didn't sound like that. It probably. That- <laughs> they said apparently at the beginning of the day apparently like right before tip off kobe walked up to him and was like not today mfers <laughs> this which, one. which that's kobe that's kobe i mean that's 100 yeah. that's kobe that's yeah crazy. i dig it that's awesome <laughs> well boys i think that's it for this week's shot callers do we have anything else producer tim Any did you want to do the surprise teams or do you want to oh yes so yes Ben's st- jumping ahead today. He's just I did. I, I did forget <laughs> about that. Yeah. All right. So the last topic we're going to do today, we're going to talk about um, our surprise teams in the league so far. Yes. Um, who's jumped out? Who's really stood out? We've talked about a lot of these teams so far through the year. You know, we've talked a lot about the T-Wolves. Um, on 48 minutes, we talked about the Suns. But there's been some teams that have really had surprising performance in like good and bad ways. We talked mm-hmm. about Portland earlier being 4-8. and eight. Um, Well, they're 5-8 and eight now. 5-8. and eight. Yes. Sorry. But... I think for me, if I had to pick one, we're, I'm going to get deep into detail on this on 48 Minutes this week. Um, I've really fallen in love with the Charlotte Hornets again. Like, yeah, these young dudes, these young cats who are just playing really good ball. Devontae Graham has been like one of the biggest surprises in the league so far. Um, Malik Monk is finally showing that he can be a good NBA player. Absolutely, Rozier has been solid for them. Cody Zeller has been their starting center, and he's been good. Yes, he has. They're six and seven right now, but uh, I really like that Hornets team. I like the young dudes, and obviously. If you talk about this Hornets team, it's hard to not talk about P.J. Washington. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been stellar, stellar. And and coming out of U.K., um, towards, I mean, in his, towards the last half of his uh, last year at U.K., uh, he really started to turn it on a little bit. Yeah. He looked a lot different. Um, it's good to see that that carried over to the NBA and mm-hmm. to see he's had some really good games. Um, he's played well uh, in spots. I mean, some games he's been their leading scorer. Um, he's done a lot of things well. So to see that carry over from um, from where he was halfway through the UK season last year to now, where it's transitioned over to his NBA game, um, that's been really cool. Uh, the Malik Monk thing, he's been in that boat of where, okay, we're ready for your athleticism to turn into something positive for the team and not just wow dunks and stuff like he's, he's so jr smith he is he's jr smith 2.0 no yeah. doubt about it i'm sure he's got henny by his bed um <laughs> <laughs> but, i hope know, so actually. yeah uh, yeah i hope he lives that way um but you know he is J, jr smith 2.0 but it's good to see he's having some production now 
um, and not just you know two minutes here, three minutes there. He's actually producing some some Hit a quality game winner points. The other night. Hit a game winner the other night. Um, it, that's good to see. Charlotte is becoming a fun team. Um, I've always been high on Malik Monk though. Like, yeah, I mean that, his athleticism is is crazy. I that mean, Carolina game in college when he had to score like forty seven when they were oh, in Las yeah. Vegas, it was yeah. like, okay, this this kid has something. Yeah, he definitely has the ability. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. Hey, I won't talk much. I don't want to see your thunder, but no. I don't think realize the the Hornets are six and seven, mm-hmm. right? But listen to this. You know, they started off the season like one and four. Or yeah, something they beat like the Bulls. That. So then we're going to talk about look at the games they've lost. They've lost by. Six, two, five, two. Yeah, the Lakers game's their only bad loss. Yeah. Three. So this team could easily be flipped around at like eight and five or nine and four and be in a position where they're, you know, top four or five in the East, maybe. Yeah, man. It, it's yeah. And I think they're learning. Because mm-hmm. if you look at their games, I mean, they've, they've had a couple. All the They've gotten blown out by the, the Lakers. Lakers, the Clippers, the Celtics. I mean, those. but then they played the Sixers, and it was fairly competitive. Yeah. Um, that Lakers game was actually competitive going into the fourth quarter. I, I didn't see the game in the fourth quarter, but they were winning that yeah, game we were for here a good stretch that. of time. Yep. And they were balling on the Lakers for a little while, and – you know, Lakers obviously they're on a whole different level right now. But yeah, um, I really like Dwayne Bacon for that team. Really like yeah. Bacon. Yeah. Or did we did we make fun of Jordan and his GM slash owner skills way too fast? And no. now he's finally got himself a good young core of players that could be competitive over the next X amount of years. Or are we jumping into this too fast? Two words, Adam Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. He did yeah. With Kemba. Yeah, but Kemba also dropped in his lap. It was Kemba or Brandon Knight at that point. Uh, hey, trail, the track record says track, <laughs> track, track record said they should have drafted Brandon Knight. <laughs> what about you guys? Who are some of your surprise teams you want to talk about? Yeah, man. Um, mine is the Miami Heat. Yes. Gosh. I mean, we've always now see. Here's the thing. At 48 Minutes Network, we have always sung the praises of Spolstra. Mm-hmm. He's done a great job. Um, I, I think that the Heat, they got Jimmy Butler. Um, and I think Jimmy Butler can change cultures. Mm-hmm. He's just that guy. Um, I think Hero has been a guy that, that uh, Hero's been a guy that I think he's given them more than what they expected. Um, Bam has been good. Um, they've they've got a lot of young talent and they're winning some really big games. So um, I really like the Miami Heat team. They're nine and three right now, um, and they're getting. I mean, they're getting, of course, big play by Jimmy Butler. Um, what about Kendrick Nunn, man. Kendrick Nunn has been been that's huge my for them. Yeah, he's been huge for them. So I, I think that that's been my surprise team. Uh, I did not. I think we said they weren't going to make the playoffs. No, I had the. I had them pretty high, actually. Did you? Yeah, I had them four or five. Did you? I, maybe I had them. Not. We won't. The we won't discuss Deion Waiters. Yeah. Yeah. That debacle. That, yeah, That's weird. That was. Uh, I hope yeah. the best for that dude. I do too, man. I. I, I hope you know my favorite Heat player. I, I don't know why this guy doesn't get more recognition. And and like I said, I, I believe none has been starting over him. But um, Gordon Dragic. 
yeah. like has always been a really mm-hmm. solid basketball player for me. And like he goes in and gets buckets, man, and he he knows how to command an offense. And uh, even when he was in the Western Conference, like I still thought that he was a good basketball player. Sure, and mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, he was just on the other end of a Derrick Rose highlight dunk. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there there was one of those years. It was last year, the year before. That he might even made the All Star. He team. did. Yeah, he was yeah. two years ago. So yeah. You know, for him to have to take a back seat to a guy that wasn't even drafted, I mean, that tells you the 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 job that Spolster's doing. And I've always yeah. argued this, Ben. Everybody's always told me how great LeBron would have been had he had a coach. He had one in Miami. Yeah. He had Spolstra. He had Spolstra. Yeah, Spolstra. He had Spolstra. Yeah, Spolstra is. Uh, he doesn't. I don't think he gets near enough credit. Down there, looking like um, chips. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Straight up. Yes. <laughs> So, Mr. Odellis, Farellis, Martellis, Marcellus, Bellis. Oh, freshly. Oh, man, the name. It's, it's going to be legend, <laughs> legendary after a while. Actually, we're kind of hoping that would be your Twitter handle since you get 160 characters. You do get 100, yeah, I was going to say. One, one Twitter handle, all the characters. All the characters. <laughs> um, for me, and I'm not sure how... Obviously, when you look at the Western Conference, I think the teams that are up there are up there. Uh, we talked about the Mavericks already. We talked about the Suns already. Um, I think the team for me that I'm going to go with, and this is actually going to go in a different route, but I am still impressed with how competitive and how well the Raptors are doing. Mm-hmm with losing Kawhi Leonard. And I know that everybody talked about how Kawhi came there and won that team a championship and then he left. He was like a you know, a fart in the wind, gone. Mm-hmm. Uh that, that team got a ring though. Yep. So sure. did Drake. <laughs> <laughs> uh I really feel like that team was already good. Yeah. And you swap out DeRozan for Kawhi, and um, you get Danny Green in the trade, and then then um, uh, what's his name left to go to the Spurs with um, uh, the yeah. young guy. Um, what's his name? And then you had another guy. They got Gasol, and you just look at that team, and and they were already there to begin with. I mean, Eastern Conference Finals, then you get swept. Pirtle, Yaka Pirtle, Yaka. You get swept by Cleveland, and then the year before, I mean, they were already there. And it LeBron took, to go and get Kawhi. You know? It took the mentality of them to get Kawhi to, to have somebody there to get him over the hump. But in that in in that sense, we saw the emergence of a couple of really really good players that were kind of role players at that point. Siakam, Van Fleet, um, these guys are really starting to step up and, and show that they can play in the league. Yeah, and I think we were all super high on Siakam when the, before the season started. Oh, for sure. Uh, he's an all star. He's now the anchor on that 26 team. Twenty six and nine, dude. He's now the anchor on that team, and you still got Lowry who can give you some huge moments at, at times. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Vlan Fleet, who I don't think people realize this guy is about the most cold blooded knockdown shooter that I've seen in the NBA. Did you and see I, who he signed a shoe deal with? I did not. No. He signed a shoe deal. Get this. With and one, baby. Did he really? Yep. What? Yes. 
Is and Hot Sizzle coming back? Hot Sizzle! <laughs> Hot Sizzle, baby. Fred Van Fleet is going to be the face of Anne One. It's real. Yes! Nick DiPaolo reported it, who is like the ESPN sneaker yep. guy. Yep. I love it, man. Van Vliet, man. Go get yours, baby. And one basketball. Yeah, because it was. Shout out, shout out the professor. Shout out Hot Sizzle. Where are you going? Where are you, go- are you going? holding? That's my, my godson. That's my godson. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, you know, they got some old heads on their team, like Abaka and Gasol, but they got some young guys, you know, Terrence Davis and Anobi. Norman Powell. Yeah. OG Anobi's uh, been awesome. I know, yeah, I love Anobi. He's bringing back Anobi. Indiana I was basketball. Say Anobi, yep. like they, yep. they, um, they up in here trying to act like they're the United Nations of, of, of basketball now, <laughs> playing up in Canada. You already know. But um, that's been my surprise so far. Um, yeah, man. I at this point, I feel like they're just as good as anybody else in the East, and given that they can stay there. With the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Sixers, um, I don't. I, I mean, for them to finish in the top four after losing what they lost, Danny yeah. Green and Kawhi after getting them, and then they still don't have DeRozan after that. Like to still be that competitive, I think is pretty impressive to me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Well, that's another edition of Shot Callers. Once again, we want to remind you: uh, get on and listen to us at Forty Eight Minutes Network. Uh, we have all kinds of things posted. We'll have at-large bid this week uh, dropping on Friday. Friday. We will have 48 Minutes Network dropping on Wednesday. And we will drop Monday. Shot Callers crew, myself, Josh Hayes, producer Tim. We want to thank you guys for listening. And uh, good night, Cleveland. <laughs>